0: Hi, I'm Dr. Amy Robbins, and welcome to Life, Death, and the Space Between podcast. I'm a licensed clinical psychologist and medium, and here we explore life, death, consciousness, and what it all means. Today, I have a new ghost story on the podcast. If you are new to the podcast, ghost stories are an opportunity for my listeners to share their experiences, all of which have been incredibly amazing, with connections, to the other side or premonitions or whatever their experiences are. So if you have a ghost story you'd like to share, please reach out to me at dramyrobins at gmail.com and just write out your ghost story. I'll get back to you. If you have already written me a ghost story and I have missed it, please just ping me again and let me know. I tried to keep really good track of them, but some things have fallen by the wayside. Also, if you are new to listening to me, I do have a newsletter that goes out every other week. You can find that at dramyrobbins.com. I also uh, am going to be recording my new, um, I'm going to be recording chats on Fireside. So Fireside is a new app that's coming out right now. It's in beta, but you can still follow me there at um, www.firesidechat.com backslash Amy Robbins, and you can be a part of the conversation. So please join me over there. I'd love to invite you all into my conversations as well. And that is the beauty of Fireside. So now to today's ghost story. In the early 1990s, I was employed as a hospice social worker. I would visit folks in their home who had been diagnosed with terminal illness in an effort to provide support to them and their families in whatever way was needed. This story is about a hospice patient named Paul. Not his real name, but for the purposes of this story, this is what we'll call him. I initially met Paul and his wife in their home along with the hospice nurse I was teamed with. Paul had been through cancer treatment and was told there was nothing else medically that could be done for him. When the treatment quit working, he was referred to hospice. Both Paul and his wife were accepting of what was happening, which was not always the case. Paul's type of cancer was one in which there would frequently could be months of quality time prior to a decline. That is how it was for Paul. Paul wanted very much to live, and we would talk about that but there was always a grace about accepting the inevitable. I visited Paul and his wife over the following months. I developed a deep connection with Paul and he with me that had a different quality that was difficult to describe. I admired him and liked him as a person. He was an interesting and accomplished man. He purchased a sports car after being admitted to hospice and enjoyed driving it. He was brave in the face of illness and continued his life not knowing exactly what the journey ahead would bring him. Being in hospice was a time of spiritual growth for me. With some patients, there would be discussions of the afterlife and what they were expecting. Frequently, patients would see their dead loved ones and have conversations with them. These conversations were always comforting to the patient and for those of us working with them, we knew it meant their time was drawing near. I was raised in the Christian faith and Paul was Jewish. This was significant to me because I knew very little about the Jewish faith and what was believed in terms of the afterlife. Paul did not discuss his beliefs with me surrounding this topic. And I spent a lot of time in my car driving between home visits. Eric Clapton once wrote a song about his young son who died titled, Will I See You in Heaven? I came to associate that song for Paul for no particular reason that I was aware of. The beginning lyrics are, Would you know my name if I saw you in heaven? And also, beyond the door, there's peace, I'm sure. I'm remembering driving around listening to the song And wondering if I would see Paul in heaven I had not defined for myself and still haven't the definition of heaven I simply wondered if I would see him again after he died connecting this song to Paul is nothing I had experienced with other hospice patients but as I said before the connection seemed different Paul inevitably began to decline the decline came quickly and Paul was admitted into our hospice house to try to take care of any discomfort he might have. The building had been designed to feel mu- as much like a home as possible with only about 10 patient beds. There were, the rooms were large to accommodate family members. It was a Friday and I was ending my day in anticipation of the weekend. I went to see Paul and his wife before leaving for the day. He was resting comfortably in his hospital bed and was alert and talking. I asked if there was anything I could do for the two of them and Paul answered, give me a hug and a kiss. Paul had never asked for a hug before. I was sad because I knew it might as well be the last time I would see him. I don't know if I understood how close death was for him. I went to his hospital bed bent down and gave him a hug and a kiss and then i left to start my weekend the weekend was an ordinary one until early sunday morning when i awoke from a restful sleep the first thing i noticed was will i see you in heaven playing loud and clear in my mind along with this song i felt a tremendous sense of peace unlike a sense of peace i had known before it was, a, it was broad and deep and comforting. There was no fear, no anxiety, only an overwhelming sense of peace, which I wanted to be able to savor for as long as I could. And I knew without a doubt that Paul had died. I looked at the clock. I wanted to know what time I had awakened, then rolled over and went back to sleep. On Monday morning at hospice, the hospice teams would huddle to talk about anything significant that happened over the weekend and to find out who had died. That Monday morning, I went straight to our inpatient unit and asked not if, but what time Paul had died. His time of death was within an hour of the time I awoke on Sunday morning. I'd never had this type of experience before meeting Paul. Paul nor did it happen again with any other patient I worked with during my time as a hospice social worker. I still wonder what that moment meant. Was it Paul coming to say goodbye? Was it him letting me know that his, his was feeling he was feeling this tremendous sense of peace after dying? Or maybe it was him saying, see, you did see me in heaven. I will cherish that memory for the rest of my life. Paul gave me an unexpected gift that Sunday morning, which I will never forget. Thank you so much for sharing your story. And I think I got emotional. I'm just reflecting on it as I'm talking. When, Particularly when, when I heard him or when I read, give, give me a hug and a kiss. Um, One of the things that I've missed the most over the time in COVID was hugs, hugging my friends, hugging. I I mean, I obviously hug my children. But those hugs, those intimate moments of connection are so meaningful to people. And I think when we think about someone being on their deathbed, deathbed, literally, and the simplicity of a hug that is so meaningful to people. So with that, go give someone you love a hug. And if you have a ghost story to share, please reach out to me. Like what you heard today and want to hear more? Wondering what comes next and what it all means? Head over to Apple Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, or anywhere you get your podcasts and hit subscribe. Also, if you could take a minute to rate and review my podcast, I would really appreciate it. Stay tuned as we continue to explore life, death, and the space between.